Ah, shit, coming straight at you for episode seven. This is Just Okay Movies! We're just okay and we play some movies. We're just okay. Movie watchers. (laughs) I still can't tell if it's recorded or you do it live. Yeah, same. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Just Okay Movies. I'm your host, Biggie Size. I'm so happy you're here. Happy you're listening. As always, we're brought to you by kind donations made on Patreon.com. Go to Patreon.com forward slash Just Okay Gamers and, you know, Spend a dollar or two on the guys. Help them out. Help them be able to bring new content, fun, different adventure things, you know, whatever they're wanting to do. Just give them a dollar or two. It won't hurt you, I promise. Speaking of which, joining me as always is the Just Okay Gamers crew. They are. Hey, my name is Guido, and Biggie's got it right by uh, hitting up the Patreon plug right at the start of the show. <laughs> yeah, he's a better host than you. <laughs> hey, wait <It> a second. <laughs> uh, and I'm here with... Wally, hello. Hey, it's Millpool. Hi. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? It's Nasty. Guys, you know, I miss you all. You know, this is the first pod we've done since the uh, Just Okay Con where I got to meet all these lovely, lovely gentlemen. And uh, I just find I missed you guys so much. And it's really fun oh. kind of get on here and do this pod with you guys. Now knowing what you look like and all that, it's wonderful. And uh, Did, no. Were we better or worse than you thought? Oh, much better. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Oh, so he stopped us before this. <laughs> no, no, it was Wait awesome. No, it was it was really good, and uh, I had an absolute blast with you all there. I think we all had a really good time. But it's good to be back, do this pod, and we have a very, very interesting movie to talk about this uh, this month. It's a movie called The Avengers of Baron Munchausen, and I. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, what's wrong? I think I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> oh, Shit. Oh, no. What'd you watch? What'd you watch? I watched oh. The Adventures of Baron Muff Diver. Oh, oh well. Was, I, I chose, did I you guys' movie? No, you guys got the wrong film. We don't got the right film. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Did your guys' oh, movie damn. have, oh, like, shit. very gratuitous anal sex? Mine did, yeah. That's uh, why I recommend it. No. Okay. Um, um, it's not in my notes. Yeah, no. I didn't see I'll it either. See. Anal I mean, the, the, that vigorous use of a plunger in the third act. Yeah. Did it have that? Plunger. Oh, yeah. Plunger. Mm. No, I'm the doing guy, a keyboard search. Like, I don't see anything. Is, in, is Ed the gaping anus? Yeah. Did it have any corpse coitus? I mean, mm. he was fucking a bunch of dead bodies for like half an hour in complete silence. <laughs> no. There's none of that. No. Wow, you guys watched the wrong movie, man. I'm sorry. Mm. Oh, Seriously? No. Shoot. Did, did it have uh, the part where the midget fucked a bag of oranges? Mm, Actually, uh, I think that did happen midgets. in the movie we watched. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I think that might have been part of it. They probably stole that from the movie you guys are talking about. Yeah, yeah probably. Your guys' movie was probably a parody of our movie. Right. That's what it sounds like. That's way too original for it to be their own idea. Yeah. So we talk, We all watched a movie called Baron Munchausen. And uh, I just want to. I just want to apologize for choosing this movie. I knew it was going to be way no, too out there. Don't and, you? Don't you? Shut up! Do not shut apologize. Up. Shut, the shut your fucking mouth. I had. I'm sorry, Wally. I love you. This movie was. I loved it. I had so much fun watching it, and I was not expecting it because the director Terry Gillum. 
Uh, yeah. He's really known for, uh, I guess, a film probably everyone has seen who's listening to this is uh, Holy Grail. I think he directed it. Well, the money, yeah, he directed. He's part of the Monty Python troupe. Right, uh, right. Now this uh, this is the third film in his independent series. It was Time Bandits, Brazil, and then Munchausen. And they're in no way connected at all, right? The, those three films are. This is the third part of his kind of pseudo imagination surrealist journey. Oh, now that I didn't know. Okay, well, it's definitely surreal. Uh, yeah, before this movie, I haven't, I hadn't seen a Terry Gilliam movie that I enjoyed. It's Gilliam or Gilliam? Gilliam? Sur- Gilliam? Gilliam, I think. Anderson. Gilliam. Oh. <laughs> okay, I, I just want to, I want to add some context really quick, and then I, we can get to like the riffing. But I wanted to explain. Time Bandits is about the from the perspective of a child. Brazil is the perspective of an adult man, and Munchausen is meant to be the, from the perspective of an old man at the end of his days. And they're all different stories, but the overall arcing theme is man's resistance to accepting the orderliness of society forced upon us by embracing the imagination to escape from it. It, it crosses a lot of lines involving surrealism and acceptance of one's fate, and also why we adhere ourselves to a society that forces us into boxes and to live a certain way until we're dead. Why can't we break out of it? And how do we escape? And sometimes it's our own minds is the only escape we'll ever be afforded in our life. Right. I could definitely see that. So the, I, the corpse fucking just plays yeah. right into that. that was all oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially when he, he only comes in like half the corpses. So it's yeah. meant to show that not everything that we meant to aspire for can be finished. Yeah, but it's also symbolic in the sense that nothing ever truly dies. True, right? Because life it comes anew, literally, inside the dead. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> inside the vaginas, right? Well, every hole. I mean, they're dead, so I mean, you, there's some eye play. Oh, okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, I saw Terry Gilliam in person. I saw him yeah. do a panel. Yeah, I was at Comic Con. 2009 in Hall H, he was talking about that movie that he did with. It was just coming out. It was with uh, the Joker guy who died. What's his name? Oh, uh, Mark Hamill. Mm, yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, uh, uh, fuck. What is his name? Uh, uh, Ten uh, things I hate about you. Yeah, Ledger. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger's in it, and he had just died, I think. But it was, yeah, it was a panel about the movie, like Mr. Something's Wonder Emporium or something. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. Mr. Magnolium's or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I booed him. I threw stuff at him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. you, like, just carve your hand into your ass and just like <laughs> yep. harvest shit at command and throw it at him? I did. I did. Everybody around me was cheering me on, too. They were like, no, fling that shit. Fling that shit. So I did it. They carried oh, me out happened? on their shoulders. They carried you out on their shoulders? Yeah. And they cheered me, and Stan Lee gave me a shitty high five. <laughs> he wasn't looking at the elbow. No. It's the key, it's key to a good high five. Right. Don't look at the elbow. No, we do look at, at the elbow. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. What, why are you guys that. saying yes? Like, What do you mean everybody knows that? I know I mean, it. Everybody know knows that. that, except for you. 
Yeah, piece of shit. Oh, is that why my high fives are always so horrible? Yeah, maybe yeah. it's yeah. you. Maybe yeah. he's maybe looking at the all elbows. the shit on your hand. I mean, have you seen your high fives? You do a full 180, then punch yourself in the dick. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. A lot of times I like go for a high five and I end up stabbing the guy with a knife. A butcher knife. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your cock. <laughs> No, I could see why doing a 360 would just. You know, we don't always have to work blue nasty. What? Why not? (laughs) Clean up your act. I know your name's nasty, but that doesn't have to be the source of our content. Uh, okay. So I'm. I apologize, Biggie Size. You're trying to run a clean show here. You know, I try. I've just given up already. (laughs) 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 After we saw the first (laughs) one with the big asshole in it, I knew it wasn't worth (laughs) trying. Excuse me. Come. How dare you? Okay. All Uh, right. So this movie. Hey. Yeah. (laughs) We got a lot to unpack here, and I and a lot of visual stuff. So did that guy in the movie from his ass. He he did have to unpack quite a bit from that ass. At least that's what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it was come. Lots of it. Yep. Uh, It was actually vials of come. It wasn't just it wasn't just loose cum. He had it packaged neatly and stored up he or, there. He organized the cum. <laughs> yeah, with names and dates. Shades of white as well. Wow. That's yeah. weird. Pretty weird incredible. Where, where do you want to start? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well who would it, like to walk us through? Wally, would you like to kind of lay down the um the plot and everything and walk okay, us through the just, film? Like, how serious do you want me to be about this? Hey, Go at it okay. the way you think would be best. It's kind of hard to hard to make fun of surrealism, uh, but uh, but basically, it starts in a European town under siege by the Turkish army during "quote unquote" the Age of Reason, which is an you know kind of an on the nose joke. But uh, yeah, uh, and it's a so there's a stage play going on inside the the town that to kind of keep people's spirits up, detailing the adventures of. Of uh, Baron Frederick, you know, Hermanus for Frederick Friedland Muchausen, something along those lines. And uh, the actual Baron shows up and criticizes a lot of inaccuracies and starts to tell his own story that we then relive through little vignettes. And one thing to really notice, and the reason why I bring up Holy Grail is if you've seen it, you understand that kind of the pacing it had along with the very dry humor and the sort of over-the-top situations that are handled very straight-faced. And well, like they start with assassin with uh, ordering the execution of a soldier that's very heroic. Exactly, which is hilarious. I love that part. I was like, okay, this is going on the same kind, that kind of like real dry, humorous tone where it's over the top, but done very straight face. So you may not catch the joke if you're not really, I guess, expecting that kind of tone. So that's why I must have missed that joke. It was really early. (laughs) (laughs) It was was really early. Yeah, he was, he, he did such a good job by saving everybody that they ordered his execution because they said, it would make everyone else feel inferior. It was meant to be kind of a commentary joke as well. but And even the setting itself, you're not supposed to take very seriously. They're trying to do this elaborate play while they're being shelled by the Turkish. So, like, the building's falling apart. There's stuff being blown in. So it's a it's a setting that's supposed to be very unrealistic while yeah, very... the unreal versus the real throughout the entire thing. Exactly, exactly. So it just sets up this really odd setting that's supposed to be kind of comical in its way, but it's done very straight. 
still lock into you know, my path on the Holy Grail, that kind of uh, uh, setting. Yeah, uh, I just, I didn't really get a lot of Monty Python from it. Like, there was a lot of the British humor in there, but it's, it's it separate. just felt like a children's movie, like a surrealist right. children's movie. It didn't really feel it is entirely anything deeper that than way. that. And, and it also, I think that the uh, little girl being a part of the whole movie and the plot, no matter where the plot kind of also added to that, like she almost was like anchor. Peter Pan esque, you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I that's entirely like what her. it is though. You I are, still what, believe, right. I right, still right. believe Baron, but that's 100% what it's supposed to be. Yeah. She is the emotive anchor composite part to his being the elderly. And it's fantastic. It's she's, uh, I, I really enjoyed her as a character as kind of being that, touching stone to what the real issues going on and that kind of reminder that, you know, there's some really real things happening and she's looking to this very uh, supernatural person to help save uh, her people. Cause the Baron in himself is very uh, not relatable uh, to like us. Cause he's just kind of almost magical kind of person. This uh, and, uh, but she's kind of the touchstone in that she's the more normal person like, like, like us. Yeah, like she's us. actually meant to be <laughs> us in a way. Right, right. Having yeah, to fight I didn't that. Like her. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Fucking bitch. No, seriously, I thought she was a shitty child actor. Like she was only seven or eight or something. But yeah, with the gappy ass teeth. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> That's just <laughs> poor little That's girl. Just me. <laughs> no, I don't. I like. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't care much for her. Uh, she, I didn't feel she added much. Maybe get a, a kid actor that can shut up for a minute. Huh? <laughs> let the let the adults talk. I'd be interested to see Baron, what you think of time. Baron, we gotta go. Baron, we gotta go. You're old now, Baron. Baron, <laughs> you're young now, Baron. Thanks for pointing out the fucking <laughs> obvious. Oh goodness. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the, what to this, tell you because that was intentional, but yeah, I get it. From we get it, Wally. Standpoint. We're riffing on it. Okay, I, okay. We're not hating on it. We're riffing on it. Oh, I'm hating I mean, on I, it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate sure hating on <laughs> you can You can hate on it, I think, a little bit. I mean, Terry has a very weird, I mean, heavy handedness to what he does sometimes. Well, I, I just found it really refreshing. And as we go along in the film and how very elaborate. Uh, a lot of the settings become it's just it's more for me it's more of an escapism to kind of get out of this realm of of uh you know real life and just this real nice form of escapism because there's some beautiful miniatures some nice backdrops uh map yeah. backdrops and stuff that just it just feels so great to see something real and the transitions between them are uh you can't really tell and um it was I felt, cool yeah, um, did you, did a lot you, uh, of practical the... effects. Crackle effects? Practical effects. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> as opposed to digital. No. Right. Absolutely. Which was yeah. Pretty, That's. It's cool. It was. It was a pretty movie. It yeah. had uh, the costumes, the sets, uh, the puppets. Lots of puppets in this movie. Actually, yeah. mm, mostly just two that I can think of off a the top of my head. A bunch of animal stunts. There's horse stunts. Yeah, There's lots of elephants. Horse yeah, stunts. the horse stunts were great. Yeah. It was cool. Did you catch the uh, Robin Williams sighting? 
Oh, oh yeah. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that he was uh well yeah but he, he he didn't actually credit himself in the film he used the stage name oh really oh. well he yeah. had fucking 28 minutes of nonsense in my eyes <laughs> it's oh, basically yeah, just robin was... williams shouting at you <laughs> right <laughs> part was this isn't a joke either oh no no i know I basically <laughs> it's, said, it's not it's a headless robin williams too which makes it even stranger right i guarantee gillum's like hey robin do you want to do the moon thing in this there's no, no script go well the whole setup was just hilarious i i loved every, except for the set i thought the set was kind of cheap how they did the whole town scene but the towns move okay sorry i'm getting too far there's a part in the movie where they go to the moon to try to get one of sir uh baron moonchild's followers who uh, all of his followers have these different abilities, and Munchausen's uh, plan is to get all of them back and use them to go against the Turkish army and defeat them. And he remembered one of his friends was up on the moon. So that's when they go to the moon, and they meet Robin Williams, who's the king of the universe. And the pro or the thing with the people on the moon is they can detach their heads from their bodies. So their bodies just kind of run around and do what what they use a really funny term for it. basically more human instinct things like uh, basically screwing and the mind can go and do more intellectual things and so there's this big battle between the heads trying to escape the bodies but the body's trying to get the head so they can eat and, and basically eat so it's just a real funny situation yeah it was but it was really long that part. Everything in the movie—that was my main complaint. Everything was really long. It was the movie itself was just really like, long. And I started, I started noticing it and paying attention more to like how long each individual shot was. And it was like a lot of shots were way too long, <laughs> yeah. way longer than yep. they needed to be. Like, it's a lot this, of eyes darting back and forth. Yeah, this <laughs> part in the end. The part That's in, totally his thing. Yeah. There's a part near the end where this the strong man Albrecht picks up these boats. Uh, they're fighting the Turks, and he <laughs> picks up these boats and he's swinging them around and he throws them throws them at some army guys, Turkish army guys. That's the whole thing. He takes <laughs> so like, like eight years to throw it too. Yeah, you would think like that scene is like five or ten seconds. That's all. No, that throw the there. fucking boats. It's it fucking took twenty seconds. I went back and counted it. It the shot goes like. To him swinging the boats, then back to the boats, then back to him, then back to the boats, and it does it like six or eight times. Didn't that cut it. away too? First, like a uh, part yeah, of another it shot. Got the other people's reactions back. of him. Oh yeah, doing the reactions of everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we just want you to know that this is really crazy, and he's spinning three boats around in the air, and he's going to throw them at them. I mean, there's a reason why Gillum didn't exactly get a lot of second chances out of the few movies he was allowed to make. But I, 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 I mean, his, that. his vision and like, he nails this realism. Oh, easily. Oh, I, you know, I felt like it was really good. Cause it was like the, finally the payoff to see them you know, rise up and go against this uh, bully of a, you know, army. And, uh, and I, I guess more than anything, it was the path getting there and all the, you know, the visual spectacles of seeing him, you know, dance around with the goddess Venus. Oh, who's Uma Thurman. Oh my God. Oh hey, God. God. She was hot. Oh. Yeah, the young, oh, younger, younger version, version yeah. too. Eighteen years old. Holy Man. shit! For what Just legal. Some of my favorite Barely quotable legal. lines are from the Baron in this movie. Like, Beautiful ladies, and uh, what's that? <laughs> a, a, a modicum of snuff can be quite efficacious. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that his, was his his character was line. good. The actor that played him was good. Yeah, I felt everyone in the film did a good job. I I really liked um, when they go to the volcano. The guy who plays is uh, the god Vulcan. I really enjoyed his uh, his work on it. He was just a fun character to watch because the Baron obviously has the hots for his wife Venus, and Venus likes mm-hmm. him, so he gets real jealous. And you know, it's really kind of over the top. You know, he's got steam coming out of his ears and stuff like that. You know, the more cartoony uh, things you would think about someone getting angry, but uh, it's just stuff like that. It was it was fun, lighthearted, fit with the film, and um, I guess that's what made me love it so much was it was just an enjoyable film to watch that was completely uh not being taken to be very it, it touched on some very real tones also this was a childhood film for me i mean that's where 90 percent right. of my affinity for the film comes from i think that's the biggest issue i have with it is like i think there's a bit of a nostalgia tied to it and oh, absolutely uh, like going in fresh, it just doesn't hold up for me. Oh, no, like, do. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I was trying to think like, what movie did I watch? I, and I watched recently a movie that I really enjoyed as a child, uh, with my daughter and it was Hook. Oh, no, oh that yeah, that, that film was, it is Ugh. trash, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. Oh, it's awful. I have it and I watched it a couple months back. Too, and I was in the same boat. That and I went back and watched Three Ninjas. Oh, three Ninjas, oh, nice. dude. <laughs> dude, I had the same thing as a kid. I love that movie, dude. Right. And then oh, you dude. watch it now, and it's like <laughs> yeah. I got what? I got Three fuck? Ninjas and Three <laughs> Ninjas kicked fuck? back on VHS. Ugh. Yeah. Don't watch them. Like they're 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 the fucking worst. <laughs> no ways. We have to watch them. Oh god. No. <laughs> Seriously, like that that movie just. Ugh. Yeah, some things deserve to stay in that nostalgia vault. I I don't necessarily think this movie falls in that category. I think it has a lot of. Memory. I think it does for Wally. I think he, I he I remembers it being I, better I, than it actually is. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think like just in terms of the visuals and like the whole surrealism aesthetic, I think it has value there. It's oh, like what? it's like uh, fucking labyrinth, you know. Which yeah, is a, a visually sound movie. Everything's cool. There's cool music in it. But you watch, it's a fucking girl trying to get her baby back. <laughs> it's it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? I don't want to watch I, this. I appreciate what he was trying to do as part of like his idea of man trying to resist the various epochs of his life. Like I don't know if you've seen Brazil, but it's it's kind of the same motif. It doesn't hold up over time but it has a beautiful iconic kind of aesthetic and message that's important it's just not exactly a you know a great movie it could be construed to be an average or a good movie but and i think nostalgia plays a factor oh oh go ahead nasty i think i'm with mill on this one i think that in the realm of where the movie sits it's a decent movie but you definitely have to be in the mindset and in the mood for a movie like this to be able to enjoy it. Well, then you're in my camp because that's sort of what I said. I mean, I agree, but I don't have any nostalgia associated with it. Oh, aside from nostalgia. Right. Right. Uh, Oh, what do you feel like is okay. Let's break it down two ways. Either technically and or objectively and subjectively objectively. What do you think is the uh, worst part of the film? 
The pacing. The pacing. Yeah. Yeah. The pacing's okay. garbage. Way yeah. too long. Way too long. Everything was way too long. The pacing and then the acting on a lot of the actors' parts. I see. It's just like British acting. <laughs> lots of <laughs> lots of like surprised looks on faces. Um, big on that shit. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of like dry humor that they throw in. Right, but it's not funny humor. The guy it's who just, plays the Baron basically carries a lot yeah, of oh, totally. yeah. He carries the movie, absolutely. No no um, doubt. No doubt. And what do you think would be the best parts of the film? I, I think for me, I mean, I, I really, really like this movie. I, I have to say the uh, the sets and the models uh, really made this movie fantastic. Yeah. Death Every, is a literal metaphor. Everything is aesthetically sound and good, I think. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. There were some really cool shots, too. Like, there's this one shot that stands out when... Um, Gosh, when is it? I think it's when he rides up into the camp at the end to the Turks camp and it goes from the tent that's at the center of the camp, uh, where he shows up on his horse and then it backs all the way out as the armies are forming. Do you guys remember this? Yeah, I do. It's that like was a great five shot. seconds. It's a five second shot, but it's backs all the way out of the army and people oh, yeah. are coming into frame as it's backing out. Right. And it's, it's a, uh, I was like, Oh, that's pretty fucking cool. That they did that because it's a long shot too, probably over a hundred yards. Right. Yeah. Very much so. And uh, as far as I could tell, they were either actual actors or they transposed some actors into it, but they were real people. Rather, however, they actually did the framing of it, but it looked fantastic. It looked yeah. so good. It wasn't CG. I mean, not at all. So it just made it feel real. Uh, I think the shot that really wowed me was when they were in the fish and they were like walking up to the abandoned boat or the the crash boats and they kind of did a uh where the camera was down the ground and kind of slide uh panning to the upper parts of the boats i'm sure those were models absolutely but they just the shot just looked great with the lighting and everything mm-hmm. and um some of those shots are just fantastic yeah yep i agree technically from a photography point of view it's really well done is yeah. the proper use of dutch angles not the battle of yeah. earth use of dutch <laughs> angles <laughs> Wait, you're not supposed to use one in every scene? <laughs> no, no, surprisingly, no, it's frowned upon. <laughs> no, and honestly, uh, you know, Wally's right. Talking about the story in itself is kind of difficult. And I think we explained the, the base of it that, you know, he's trying to go on an adventure, get his comrades back to defeat the army. And eventually, that is what happens. And, uh, but as Wally said, it becomes deeper when you start focusing on what are the, um, uh, what he was trying to convey in the story is that you know like you can literally ha- fleeing death, which right, I- yeah, right. The and angel of death cool. is a presence in the movie. <clears throat> right. Um, clear up the end for me. So uh, he tells okay. this story in this uh, broken down theater, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yes. Right. Uh, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's a cool story," and then he's. He's kind of like, well, was it a story? Open the gates, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Well, actually, no. I think he was dead. Somebody tried to kill him, right? Well, he That's was dead right. in the story. Yeah, I can quite piece that together. Oh, well, it, yeah, because it's meant. And then to he be... says, he says that was one of the many times that I've uh, cheated death, or something like that. <laughs> yes, right. But he yeah. got buried. Like, or did yeah. 
I don't know. No, they like, were carrying in the casket, and then it just cuts to the in the theater, story to the theater where he's back to the theater that, telling everybody how they got all the shit wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That was another chapter of the narrative where he became more than the story. There was a blending between reality and imagination, using imagination as an escape from the troubles that were in the present. So his legend, it's a metaphor for his legend. His, they were telling the story of Baron von Munchausen to a bunch of people trapped in the city under siege. They were trying to escape their present condition by entering the realm of the fantasy. And him being there to dispel that notion became brought part of the larger fantasy. So it extended the fantasy around the reality. It's a blurring of the lines between what is real and what isn't, what we allow to be real and what is not. Right, right. So it, it, it's a really weird, blurred metaphor of reality versus imagination. It's not meant to make sense. It's basically reality is what we allow ourselves to make of a, make of it and that we shouldn't condition ourselves to accept the reality we're told is real because it's imposed upon us by others. And that we used and, and basically Munchausen is a is a mechanism or a tool to show that we can be more than what we aspire to be to, to accept through mythological or apocryphal storytelling. That it's it's interesting. It is. It is, and it. it I think the reaction is exactly what he wanted because I felt the same way. I'm like, what in the world is happening? You know, one to leave even the little and, girl was like. Oh, so it it all really, really was real? <laughs> I think right. she said that was an actual quote from the movie. That's the end, yeah. And, and he I, was like, wink, yeah, it was, later, and then fucking left on his horse. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like that, that feeling was deliberate. Whether or not if it actually made sense or not, I, I do agree that you it felt it a little... this way, too. He's a fictional character. They were retailing, regaling his stories in a theater. And then suddenly the the real Munchausen comes. That's where the real that's where the break of reality happens is at the start, not at the end. Hmm, so that's interesting. I mean, are, are they even real? Because it's a, is it a story about somebody telling a story about somebody that wasn't real? Hmm. Oh, that's a neat way of looking at it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. So, uh, <laughs> overall thoughts on the film, uh, Wally, you start. Your overall conclusion of the film? It's I'm with well. Guido summarized it better than me. It's a lot of nostalgia. I I don't think it held up entirely to what I recall, but I love I love uh, anthropological metaphor, especially as it's communicated through an artistic medium. And so he manages a, a really he manages to be one of the few people that really kind of hug that idea and translate it because it's it's I don't like straightforward shit. I like something that challenges my notion of real. I even do that in my writing, and uh, it really does it for me, but it really isn't that great of a movie. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts, Guido? Um, technically sound, uh, but overall, uh, for me, I could, it didn't hold my attention. I had to really focus. I had to shut off my other monitors. I just like throw so my happy. phone in another room. I'm so happy that you that this did this. And I, there were many times where I thought about just shutting it off and coming on here and be like, I didn't finish it. I couldn't do it. But then <laughs> I was so like, yeah, that's not fair. I'm asking people to watch Baby's Day Out. So <laughs> 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 I better finish this fucking movie. 
Um, yeah. and it just, it wasn't, it wasn't my cup of tea. It wasn't my cup of tea. Didn't, didn't really enjoy it. What about you, Millpool? Um, yeah, I mean, I share Guido's feelings more or less. Uh, I, I made a list of pros and cons about the movie and I, I had more pros than cons. I didn't really have a lot of cons other than the pacing, uh, and some of the acting, but, um, yeah, I like Terry Gilliam, you know, he's really good at bringing his imagination to life. So that was the best part about it, I guess. Sure. It's the surrealism. Oh, nice. Oh, what about you, Nasty? Uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I don't think I'd watch it again. I also don't think that I would have picked this to watch on my own. So I'm glad that I did watch it because I think that it just opened up my eyes to some movies maybe that I wouldn't watch. And uh, maybe I I should go back and watch. And I'm glad you said that. It makes me feel like I didn't fuck you guys over too hard. No. No, no, not at all. I I had an absolute blast. I don't know if I would have watched this film, honestly, uh, even though I've seen some of his other work, uh, except for the the Brazil and the other one. I've never seen those before, but I, I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed this movie i couldn't stop watching i I had a lot of fun kind of escaping into this ridiculous story with very interesting character and the interesting set piece and uh uh, the conclusion was a little jarring but i could definitely see if that was something he wanted to happen and um i I had a lot of fun watching i'm happy uh wally mentioned it because i probably wouldn't have watched it either i'm happy i did all right guys well that was an experience, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess we're on the our final two options on the wheel. We have Robocop and Baby's Day Out. Come on, Robocop. Baby's Day Out. Come on, Baby's Day Out. Here we go. Spinning the wheel now. All right, guys. We're watching some RoboCop. Yeah! Ah, damn it! Oh, yes. Thank God. Oh, my God. Saving the best for last. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been looking for the RoboCop so much. Nice. We'll watch Me that too. next month. Oh, something we do have to do. I actually finally made a actual list of this. It's ranking uh, The Adventures of Barry Munchausen on our JOKM <laughs> list of top movies. Oh, boy. I think that's what we're calling it. Hold on. Let me get that pulled up real quick. All right. So for number one, we have Doctor Strange. Number two, we have Logan. Uh, number three, I have Moana. Did we break that one number three? Or is everyone fine with it? I'd rather watch probably Moana before Rogue One. If okay, that's so what's next. That is hey, what's, what's next. Uh, oh, uh, it's the ranking we have of all of our films. Oh, yeah. I, I'd watch. God, I'd watch Moana. What's, what's after Moana? What's number four? Next is Rogue One, and then last is Battlefield Earth. Okay. So I know where I'm going to put this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what you got, Guido? Uh, If it were up to me, I'd put it uh, above Battlefield Earth. Okay, so it's going just above Battlefield Earth? Well, I mean, not just. In between Battlefield Earth and Rogue One. Okay. Okay, so that would be the so that'd be the fourth slot. I think so. I don't know. This is confusing. <laughs> oh, right. 
Okay. What do you think, Millpool? Um, I th- I think I would probably watch Rogue One before again before I would watch this again. So I guess I would okay. put it in the same spot. Although I I would also watch Battlefield Earth before I would watch this again. <laughs> okay, so you want to put this one dead last? So, All right, yeah, maybe maybe last. All right, Wally, where would you rank it? Uh. Probably second to last or last. Oh, okay. What do you think, Nasty? I am going with uh, last as well. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think I'd watch it again. Battlefield Earth is a horrible movie. Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. I can zone out. This. I could watch this again. And not, I couldn't watch Battlefield Earth again. Never, ever again. <laughs> but it's funny. It's, All right. so bad. it's a bad movie. Yeah, it's just a <laughs> car crash with like, watermelons in it. Oh my god. I would love to put uh, Battlefield Earth above it, but really this film is it's so much better, ultimately, than Battlefield Earth. Just more on the objective level. So I guess me being the tiebreaker, I'm going to put it right above Battlefield Earth. All right. So I think it belongs. That's yeah, I think, that's, I think that's where ultimately where it belongs. And, uh, yep. All right. Sounds good then. All right. So next month, join us for Robocop. Guys, thank you so much sure. uh, again yeah, for you. continuing doing this pod and watching these interesting movies. And oh, I love I, it. Oh, it's so much fun. I look forward we, to We're it actually month. taking this uh, format onto the real podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Slight announcement for the few people that listen to this. We're going to be uh, picking like a game of the month. And we're yeah. going to be using your format of everyone picks a game, and then we roll a, a wheel, spin a wheel, or pick them out a hat. And uh, whoever we pick, we're going to be playing that game that month and talking about it at the end of the month. Oh, that sounds like fun. That that'd be a good idea. Yeah, it is a good idea because you came up with it. Oh, you guys are too sweet. Uh, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> love you guys alright well join us for next month for RoboCop guys you all have a good evening you all take care bye 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 bye, bye.